0: On today's episode, we're going to talk about understanding the language and psychology of your audience and finding success, finding a product market fit, and humanizing business. Let's go.
1: This is the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision by guiding them to profitability. Today we have Yuri Kruman. He is the CEO of Master the Talk Consulting. They specialize in helping Millennial and Gen Z high performers in the Fortune 500 to get unstuck and find, pursue and monetize their life mission and successfully switch careers. They help startups to create and implement effective messaging to attract investors, customers and top talent quickly get media exposure and future-proof their HR and hiring, accelerating revenue, exposure, and growth. Yuri, how is your day going?
0: It's going great, Jonathan. Thanks a lot for having me on. It's really a pleasure to be here.
1: Absolutely, man. Before we get into the heavy-hitting questions, we have to start the podcast off the same way we do every single time, and that is with an icebreaker. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat, and what are you going to order in order to make your day complete?
0: All right. Well, there's a, there's a place in the East Village, which is called Luzzo's, which is my absolute favorite pizza place in the world.
1: In New York, right? And
0: in New York, okay. that's right, in Manhattan. And uh, my favorite dish there is called uh, the tartufata, which is really, you know, pizza margarita with truffle paste, not oil, big difference. And if you go to Napoli, the real deal you will see that this this compares very very highly with the best in napoli. so that's that's my dream uh, dream meal.
1: very cool. so it's in east village.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and what was it called?
0: luzzo. luzzo. luzzo's pizzeria.
1: very interesting. And that sounds pretty awesome. and and i'm not going to lie. i woke up today and i was like, you know what? i need pizza. so yes. i won't be able to get that slice cuz i'm not in new york, but hopefully i can get a slice equivalent.
0: <laughs> well next time you're here let me know, huh?
1: Oh, without a doubt. I'll definitely hit you up. I will never say no to a good meal with good conversation. Uh, So Yuri, without further ado, my friend, tell us a little bit more about you. Who are you and what is your story?
0: All right. Well, my name is Yuri Kruman, as you mentioned, and uh, I run a company called Master the Talk Consulting. There are two aspects to what we do. Um, One of them is advising startups. They tend to be on the early side. Some of them are a little bit later on everything from PR and media, early product management, talk about fundraising, investor relations, you know, essentially all the biggest parts of running a startup, certain elements of marketing. In the beginning, you know, I've been there wearing all those proverbial hats. Um, I've worn all of the different hats for other startups. So in a way, what I do is plug all the different gaps that a founder might have. Maybe they're coming from a sales background or coming from a product management background, but they might not know a lot of the other aspects. So I help them get to a point where their brand appears much bigger than they really are so that they can go and raise money and hire professional managers for all those different things. And in the same vein, I also um, teach at a startup accelerator in New York called 2020 startups where at any given time I advise about four, you know, 15 to 20 different startups different stages. Some of them are health tech, fintech, consumer goods. I mean, you name it, pretty much everything under the sun. And then the other part of what I do, just to mention briefly, is I help uh, mid-career millennials and Gen Xers, Gen Zs to transition careers. So, you know, working in the Fortune 500, then they want to go to tech and they want to do something that they really love and eventually start their own company. So just a question of what stage they're at in their journey to starting their own business.
1: So you've worked with a ton of startups. You work with a ton of millennials. Are there uh, any consistent trends or consistent themes that you see um, millennials um, doing or being? Um, And then also, I'll ask the the follow up would be the same side, but to actual startups.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of trends, I would say that look, there's there's a ton of millennial talent, which is now in the executive realm, right? So at least middle management and even beyond in the Fortune 500. And, you know, there's still a lot of confusion by you know, boomers and Gen Xers as to what the hell do we do with these guys? They're like, you know, you, have, you hear these stereotypes thrown around, you know, they're entitled, they all want to be the boss, but they didn't want to put in the hard work. And uh, they have, you know, they come to us with a thousand ideas and I don't know what the hell to do with that. So the trend for a lot of, Millennials and I think Gen Zs, you know, they're starting to just get into the workplace. So there's some of that, but really for millennials, it's a question of how do I, you know, express my fuller self? How do I, you know, basically become okay with my portfolio career? I don't need to stay in the bank. Yes, it pays nicely, but I can go and make good money working in tech, solving problems I actually care about and you know the, just to mention briefly there are four pillars to my methodology this is both for you know for entrepreneurs and for you know people looking to change their careers first is figure out your life mission when you take away all the barriers you know the the kids the mortgage the track record the failures the relationships and your negative scripts you know your mom always told you you're no good at math but good at languages flip that get it out and figure out who are you actually? Who were you when you were idealistic? Recapture that. Go solve those problems. That's your life mission. Values is, think about the people that you choose to spend time with. What's common to them? Are they kind, generous, brilliant, hilarious? Think about the themes. Go work with those kinds of people. Then outcomes, what do you like to deliver to other people, right? To improve the human condition, do you like to deliver delight? Or maybe you love helping people organize things, or maybe you like empowering them or giving them some kind of niche knowledge that they don't have. And the last one is role. Role isn't title. It's about, you know, where do you fit in the scheme of any situation or organization? Are you kind of the evangelist visionary? That's a CEO type. Are you kind of no nonsense? Just let's get get stuff done. That's CEO. Maybe you're the niche expert, kind of like an academic guy. You get excited by someone asking you about the Saudi economy and, you know, how fracking affects that or whatever. Or maybe you love taking care of a team, maybe you're a caretaker, a great manager, so on and so forth. You put those things together, life, mission, values, outcomes, and role, and you become much clearer on who you are and what you're meant to do here on this earth. And that helps you a great deal in, uh, let's say, figuring out how to target certain customers if you're an entrepreneur, helps you to get the language and psychology just right for your target demographic, which is really a huge part of you know, product market fit which is in some ways the biggest stumbling block for a lot of startups. Yeah.
1: When you say the biggest stumbling block uh, for startups, what are the best ways that you've seen um, startups, businesses, etc., find their product market fit?
0: The first thing, of course, is listen. Listen to your Potential customers, not in your inner, in, not in your inner circle, not your friends, not your, you know, colleagues. Go far out, people that have no incentive in telling you the, you know, the perfect truth, unvarnished and all that, and just listen to what problems they're having. Right? Then I was just talking with a guy who focuses on hypergrowth in a Series A companies. It's the same thing. Even if something is working, <clears throat> excuse me, you're able to sell, you can not grow like bonkers if you don't have a clear sense of your customer's psychology and what language do they speak. And, you know, you have to listen to them, access them on their own level and then show them how you can solve those problems in particular. But you have to also prioritize because let's say you go to a a team lead at Facebook and they might have 40 to 60 problems that you find in your interview. How do you prioritize those to five? You know, it's, it's... It's tough, but sometimes you need help if that's not your strength. So you go to someone who focuses on that, focuses on the language and psychology and figuring out how your story – and it's all about storytelling. We always go back to this. If you tell your story well and you show in that story how you've solved the same kinds of problems that are, let's say, the top five problems you found, then you don't really need to sell that much. You just say, I've solved this for myself. I've solved this for others. I'm happy to do that for you and you come in with that optimism and that you know just results oriented kind of approach and then people are going to say i need this this is you know this is the best thing i've seen but you have to test and try and that's that's really what it's all about
1: yeah, so when you're working with your clients, um not that you can say names, but has there ever sure. been some strategies that have worked really well that you've kind of worked with a startup, um you said you consult around 20 uh in in uh currently, maybe maybe uh-huh. more, I don't know. Um but has there been uh, some particular case studies that you've worked with, um, and that you've used in order to kind of grow, uh, you know, a company and in order to tell their story in order to pr- move product, et cetera.
0: Yeah, I have a couple examples. Uh, one that comes to mind was, um, at Maxwell health and, you know, it was a relatively small company then, maybe 40 something people. And I came in to do finance and operations, even though I really wanted to do product management because that's where the need is. And um, at that time, what we were trying to do was to really, you know, expand to a larger audience. So the the primary market there is startups, smaller companies, SMBs, and a lot of them had and still do to this day have that kind of issue with what benefits do I offer to my employees? What do they really care about? And because you think about utilization, am am I paying for something they really care about? And then the best way to present that and to keep them healthy and so on. So you have to think about incentives, you have to think about what does the actual employee think about? What do they care about? You talk about millennials, you know, when you say, okay, gym membership, you know, crickets, nobody goes to the gym. Or when uh, you say, you know what, uh, we're going to recognize you publicly if, if you've done, you know, XYZ. Nobody cares. Just give me the Amazon gift card, give me cash. Cash is really the only thing that works. Right and okay, we'll give you you know a a Fitbit, a Jawbone, and that's that's great. Someone uses it for three months and they're like, like, why am I giving away my private information? And like this doesn't really work. This doesn't do much for me. Yeah. So it all it all comes back to direct, um, you know, direct cash. Basically, that's how to incentivize somebody to actually change their behavior and stay healthy and buy their kale at Whole Foods or whatever. And you know that's that's figuring that out is critical to helping employers to retain employees and that's that's the big goal. When you you know offer a platform, you want to make sure that it accomplishes the employer's goal of hiring, retaining people with lower turnover. That's that's the whole goal there. That's the ultimate goal which is the key. So
1: the ultimate goal is the key which I couldn't agree I couldn't agree more of. Um, have you seen a lot of from your experience, and this is like more of a millennial uh, a millennial question: Do you see a lot of millennials quitting before they uh, too soon before they make it, um, or do you see millennials pushing through, being persistent, um, and just going all in on whatever it is that they they they, uh, they believe in?
0: If you're talking about in the workplace, yeah, I think that a lot of millennials just kind of give up because they see that. Um, the words don't match the actions, and I think there's just a much faster processing time and kind of a no-nonsense attitude. Like I, I can go work at any of you know 50 other tech companies. I don't need to be here with a toxic atmosphere. Um, when you're talking about business, I think the same numbers apply as for everybody else, right? I think the vast majority of businesses fail. You know, you can you can do all kinds of postmortems. You know, product market fit is a big one. Timing culture etc. You can try to rank those different studies have different ranks. I don't think millennials are necessarily different in you know whether they have uh, persistence or grit or whatever. I, I I don't know that our generation is particularly different in that regard. I think the what distinguishes us from Gen X and and boomers is that we're we communicate better. We're more decentralized. We don't look at you know, a straight line in our career as a logical path. I think very few see that anymore. You know, and there's a reason why I have clients that are, let's say, bankers or, you know, coming from the Fortune 500 because they, they know that. They have friends who work in tech. They see people starting companies. And they're like, you know what? I don't I don't need to put on blinders, you know, like a horse in Central Park. I just don't need to do that anymore. Like, I, I want to go do something I love. And the money will come. The fame will come if I do it the right way. So... Mm-hmm that's that's my two cents one of the hardest things in business
1: is to achieve your first one hundred customers um How are you able to do it and how or how are or how were you I don't know how many com- customers but um you know, what are some techniques how are you able to achieve like you as a person uh as a business are able to achieve your first hundred customers
0: sure okay, so to qualify my my customers where where do i get them first of all i'm a consulting and coaching company right that's that's what i do so for me to go prospecting for clients involves you know a number of different tactics and in the beginning you don't always know what's going to bring those clients so i started on you know for coaching on the muse the muse is a millennial career site where you know, thousands of millennials come for career advice and, you know, some say, okay, help me fix my resume. Someone says, fix my LinkedIn, fix my, you know, help me prepare for the interview, help me negotiate, whatever. So I started out helping people with those little bits and pieces. And with time, I realized I'm getting commoditized because I'm competing against 100 other coaches just on this platform. So I don't have a choice. I have to go build premium packages. I have to get myself out of this, you know, hoard, basically. It's, it's a race to the bottom. And then I learned how to make you know, premium packages. That started me on a completely different path. So, yes, I'm on 100 platforms and you know, I get some customers from that. I can convert them to higher uh, you know, uh, high-ticket programs. But beyond that, it's about using LinkedIn. You know, for what I do, that's a huge resource because let's say I'm going to look for associates uh, coming out of iBanking after their two years. Many of them will not want to stay, right? Or or legal associates coming out of law firms after two years. Same idea, right? I have to understand their psychology and look for them where they are, which is LinkedIn. Sometimes it's, you know, on, on millennial career platforms. Sometimes it's in person. I go to networking events. Usually that doesn't work. But, you know, you just you establish a brand. You establish a reputation. You do content marketing like crazy. So you go get published in Forbes, Zinc, Fast Company... Whatever, you answer a whole bunch of great questions on uh, Quora and those get picked up. You know, there's no simple one strategy does everything for you. You try Facebook ads. Every situation is different. You just you need to experiment a lot and quickly iterate quickly. And that's when you start seeing what's bringing you revenue the most. Hmm. That's that's the key. I don't I don't know that there is a magic bullet. There isn't
1: yeah no, you're right. no absolutely. Um, swaying the changing the conversation a little bit to a little bit more about who you are as a person. Um, is there anyone that you would like to meet to further help your business and why would you like to meet them?
0: Well, you know, you have your uh, Tony Robbins of the world because of course he's kind of like seen as the the top guru. There's uh, Gary Vaynerchuk who kind of like just curses and yells at everything and just makes shit happen right. Um, you have guys like that. You have Tim Ferriss who goes and experiments with all these different things. You have uh, uh, Ramit Sethi, who's kind of, in a way, the guy who launched me down my uh, down my path. Um, and you know, reading his stuff for years. And those those are four of the people that I think about. I would love to meet one of them.
1: Mm, very cool. What would you ask them?
0: What would I ask them? I would ask them something that gets at their Psychology, something that's a little bit off kilter. Like um, I was in a, I know this is kind of a funny story, but when I was in college um, at Penn, I was part of kind of a semi-secret society, literary debate, whatever. And we would come and uh, interview new potential candidates. And like, we just like to screw with people. But there's one thing that um, just out of nowhere, like, okay, your background, your story, you just say, how about them pterodactyls? How about what? How about them pterodactyl? What? You just see when you get someone off, <laughs> off center. How do they react? In a way, sometimes that's the most insightful thing about a person. Do they just say you're, you know, you're an idiot? What are you talking about? Or like, do they play along, and you know, answer in a funny way? Or do they, you know, try to give you some kind of a thesis? It's it's those kinds of things that really give you great insight into a person's psyche and how, how they treat others and how they see themselves. A little bit unorthodox.
1: Very unorthodox. I'm curious to see, like, let's just say somebody says, like, what the F, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> what would How would you determine what their psyche is? Or what happens if somebody were to, like, play along? What would you think that their psyche would be?
0: Well, play along and just, you know, Humor breaks down a lot of barriers, just like joy does, right? So um, I would have to get that person who says what the F, I'd have to get them to laugh. And for me, I pride myself. That's one of the things I do the best. I grew up, you know, very shy and whatever. So I had to use humor to get people to kind of like... know lower their barriers so for me i'd have to make that person laugh and give them the background story and then that that always opens doors like i'd say i was you know i was part of a secret society and and like we we asked people that and like oh okay that's all right that's cool so like what about them like top half bottom half you know left right What, what what about the pterodactyls so it it inevitably always leads to some kind of you know lowering of barriers and if i get cursed at well okay that's all i need to know Gotcha.
1: So you're more so um, m- trying to bring the person down, so to speak. So you're more eye level by asking that that weird question, exactly. um, and then you're able to ask a second question in order to find out what you really want. Because you you feel as if, and maybe you've done the research, that by lowering that person down a notch, you're able to get the answer that's real.
0: Exactly. Got and it. that's that's the key because even even someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, I mean, all these people get crazy questions. A lot of them are exactly the same questions, right? So for them to just like, you know, speak from their animal uh, animal brain is very easy. I don't, I don't want that. That doesn't tell me anything. It doesn't, you know, I can go listen to your podcast or your, you know, whatever uh, wh- whatever cast you make. So I want to know about the real person. I'm going to go in knowing all about uh, their story and I want to dig deeper, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk is the same background he's a Russian Jew. I want to get into that. I'm like, you know, let's see what we have in common. But the key is you have to come into that completely straight laced, straight faced. Only then will have will this kind of question have any effect. Otherwise it's are just like, okay, he's a weirdo, like whatever. I'm just I'm gonna put him in that bucket and like send him to hell.
1: Yeah. No, that makes that makes a last very interesting concept. Yeah. Um I would love to see it live. I feel like you can't really tell how well and effective it is unless you, you see it like live in the in, in the flesh. So if there's ever an opportunity where you can record it, please send it all over. I'd love to see it. Um
0: Okay. Let's see what we can do.
1: Yeah, sure. So one of the last uh, the last main question that I have for you is the blind entrepreneur, this podcast was created for individuals who may be temporarily blind in business. They yep. cannot see the obvious. Um, they're stuck in a particular headspace. So, um, so if you could, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur?
0: Okay. Number one is it's this is really one of my maxims, rules for the way I do things. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Okay. So. If you – this is something which keeps coming up in my cohort. A lot of people are from you know, Eastern Europe or South America. They don't really think in the same way. They don't obviously speak English quite the same way. Um, they They don't know how to ask the right questions. And this isn't about American or not American. This is just like the general headspace of a first-time entrepreneur especially – You know you're overwhelmed. You're doing a thousand things, probably very poorly for the most part, right? You have your strengths, maybe you're a great salesman or storyteller or, I don't know, product manager, and you're like, this is yeah, but like the rest, you're you're not really sure. You're you're floating, and so the best you can do is ask. But you don't have to ask in person. Read, read stuff on Quora. Read your James Altucher, who's failed at you know 17 out of 20 companies, just like get as much information as you can in person from your conversations from online from books from your facebook feed you can optimize your facebook feed so you're getting great information that's that's what i've done so you know learn from everyone that's that's number two right so yes you have to ask but you also have to learn from everyone both for the bad and for the good right you have to learn by case study right go and see how this person, you know, uh, built this business. What was working? But also, th- this is probably number three. Remember that everyone is human. There, there is no such thing as selling to a company or selling to a robot, right? You're selling to a human, and whatever your product is, you have to relate to that person, that decision maker, on a human level. So whether you're getting information from someone or you're, you're trying to understand how something works, deliver value up front, right? That's, that's what humans react to. When you deliver value to them up front, they're much more likely to share their perspective. They're much more likely to give you what you want, to listen to you and eventually to, to buy your stuff. Mm, very those, are good. The, those are the top.
1: Well, those were all great, very useful information, and, and I specifically like the part where you know the, the psychology behind everything. It seems as if that you're very psychology-driven, um, yep. which is hard to, to come by because um, there's so much information out there. It's hard to truly understand what is going on inside somebody's brain. Um yep. you're you successfully completed the podcast. So congratulations to you. Couldn't be thank more you. appreciative of your time. Without further ado, the next 30 seconds is all yours. Go right ahead tell everybody about how they can learn more about you, how they could be a part of your journey or potentially become a customer of yours.
0: Sure. So first of all, thank you very much for having me on Jonathan. I really appreciate it. So um my website is masterthetalk.com. That's my company and um you know there's, there's a whole plethora of ways that I can be helpful. There's a ton of content that I've produced and published all over the place about uh, millennials and hiring and startups of all sorts and startup as a service. That's actually uh, one of my most interesting ones for this audience, um, about customer experience and a bunch of other things around those subjects. You know, um, I would just say that remember that everybody goes through the same things right everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time so there's no such thing as tony robbins has a magic touch like everybody learns the hard way learn quickly learn from everyone learn all the time and ask ask questions there's no such thing as a stupid question and those are probably the things i would leave you guys with
1: very cool um so it was masterthetalk.com yes all right very good yuri uh thank you again for everybody that is still watching and listening thank you guys for always liking commenting and subscribing don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on youtube uh head over to theblindentrepreneur.com for more interviews everything mentioned today will be in the show notes so you can check it all out being blind in business is temporary and i hope that after listening to the wisdom of yuri you are now able to see more clearly go out there and execute your vision have a good rest of your day Thank you so much for watching this video, don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No seriously, don't forget.